It's, and that's the thing is like your truth doesn't fucking matter. It's the collective truth of what you see yourself as, because there's truth there, and how other people see you, there's truth. You got to play in both worlds. So it's the triangle of the truth. The absolution yep. of things is bizarre. I'm Don Hall. And I'm David Himmel. And this is the Literate Apecast. uses bad words. If you don't like bad words, maybe send and listen to it. <laughs> Happy Halloween-ish. Happy Halloween. Have you eaten I fucking all hate it. candy? Have you eaten? Have you gone I, through your supply already? Dude, I don't have a supply of candy. Oh. Um, I'm, I'm not eating any Halloween candy this week because... Uh, I have been on a tear uh, to lose all the I got divorced and I'm a big, fat, bloated piece of shit weight. Well, dude, dude, you know this. You know this. You saw me. You saw me in November. You saw me in November. I I ended up gaining like uh, it wasn't quite, but almost 30 pounds. I liked it. More cushion for the pushing. I was good with yeah, it. Yeah, I, I, I don't like it. And so and I've sat on that for the better part of this year. And uh, when I got my Apple Watch, I said, I got to drop the fucking weight. So when you saw me in Chicago, I had already dropped, uh, I think at that point I dropped about 10, 10-ish pounds. I've now dropped 15. And I'm going to motherfucking continue that until I get back to a weight that makes me happy and I don't have to go buy new fucking pants. Okay, that's great. Well, for me, I'm eating the living shit out of our supply. Like, well, there you go. You should, because you're fucking skinny as a fucking rail, man. Yeah, but I gain weight like a, like a Sally Struthers kid. It all goes right to my tummy. I look like a. You're, if I'm not careful, I can look like the Grinch or a Starbelly well, speech. You, yeah, yeah. Have you heard? Have you, that's funny that you mentioned it. Have you heard the the biggest issue with the U.S. Armed Forces and their recruitment strategies? Oh God, no. What they're they're getting? I just read this. I was hysterical. The, all the recruits are are what they call skinny fat, mm. and which is basically they all fit in skinny jeans, but they have very soft middles and have no muscle tone, and they don't know how to. You know, and and they're all so fucking lazy. They you know they don't work out. They don't want to work out, and it's just like, what the fuck does yeah. the armed forces do? We're gonna send over a bunch of skinny fat weenies well, what do they to go to combat things. All they have to do is sit in a chair and video game a drone. Like we, you know. Well, no, it's a little more complicated. Soldiers than that. over anywhere. Just like let's robot this shit. Look, Obama. Obama got the Nobel Peace Prize, and then went and droned the living hell out of the Middle East for eight years. Well, yeah. Up weddings, innocent civilians. Let's just run with it. It it probably wasn't that laissez-faire, but I, I hear you. <laughs> I think it was pretty lesbian fair. Yeah. I'm it was sure, totally sure lesbian. Yeah. lesbians that were It was, Liz, it was totally lesfair. Totally lesfair. Yeah, yeah. I was not a lesfair fan when she first hit in like, 94 or 93, whatever it was. Something like that, yeah, yeah. And I think that was, I think this is an admission of my, like, latent misogyny that, like, I think, I don't know. I just, when I was in, when I was, like, 14, I was, like, ugh, girl rockers. Like, I don't, like, I loved, like, Madonna, like, I don't know, Liz Fair. Yeah, 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 yeah. Liz, I don't know, Liz Fair, maybe it wasn't misogyny. She never maybe did it. Didn't, I just didn't dig Liz Fair. I, did, I dig Liz Fair now. Now I've come yeah, around I, Liz Fair. It's I, not I, I have It's it. just a taste in music. Yeah. By the way, speaking of misogyny, and this was a very funny, I don't know if I told you this, but when we were in Chicago and we had the book event, um, apparently uh, Stephanie Douglas asked Joe, because she wasn't there, yeah. which is fine. I don't really like Stephanie. But uh, Jesus. Her, her, question, her question to Joe was, well, how misogynist was it? Uh. And Joe, Joe, I guess Joe kind of, you know, because he was like, oh, well, you know. And I just told her, you should tell her, 16%. It was 16% misogynist, which is appropriate, an appropriate amount of misogyny, given that one of the books was about a guy whose wife became a prostitute. Yeah, that's fair. So it's an appropriate amount of misogyny. Boy, no. I do not have a gun. I'm not paying attention. 
Molly is scared. Do not shoot. Do not shoot anymore. Okay. Wait until I'm like done with everything. We have our eye protection on and all that. Okay. Thank you. Can you take that upstairs, please? Honey, can you take it upstairs, please? Hold on. No, not hold on. Can you go upstairs, please? Harrison. I'm leaving. So I love that that when he's in trouble, you call him Harrison. Yeah, he knows. Love you. And close the door, please. Thank you, baby. <laughs> um, so how is yeah, how I is Halloween you. with your children? Yeah, I'm sorry. I just wanted to know. I wanted to know how Halloween was with the kids. Are you letting them eat? Uh, massive amounts of candy and and how are you treating halloween with with your children well we're trying not to let them eat tons of candy and what's making that easy for us is that we keep eating all the candy <laughs> i'm telling you dude there do you know the, the candy take five yeah okay so it's i think it was what like a pretzel and peanut butter and yeah it's layered it's, it's, it's heaven yeah it's heaven I, so the other night, like Katie had just, she had done the shopping and there's all this Halloween candy in the house now. And I was like, Ooh, what do we got? I'll take some upstairs and have a little, little snack while I'm, you know, watching my movie on the iPad or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, I'll take one, take five. No, I'm probably going to want two. Eh, maybe three. I like a, like a mound handful. A mound. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, I just, I, I love this time of year because of the candy. But I hate this time of the year because I eat so much goddamn candy and it's so bad. Yeah. And it's just, it's empty calories and it goes right to my thighs. And, um, but no, we're, um, I used to not like Halloween. There was a period of time when I really did not like Halloween. So like me. Yeah. You don't like it. I, I hate it. I loved it as a kid. I thought my mom was really, really good. And she will tell you, she's like, I don't, I don't think that I was any good at being a good Halloween mom. And I'm like, are you kidding I won scariest costume in second grade because of what you, you turned me into a werewolf. Like, <laughs> and mind you, she did that while I was wearing a, a cast on my arm because I had broken my arm like that August. Um, she threw this incredible Halloween party for us. Uh, I think when I was in first grade, like she always was so, she made our costumes. I never had masks. Like we never went and like bought the crap off the, off the shelf. She was so good at it. Loved Halloween as a kid. And then as I got older and it became like less of a, let's get candy and it became more of a, let's see how slutty we can get. Yeah. I was just, uh, I didn't care. I didn't well, want to see, do the it. Thing, I, I, I had it. I mean, and I, I'm sure if somebody wanted to do the annals, the annals of the ape cast, they would, uh, they would hear all of my fucking stories about why as a kid, I hated Halloween. Yeah. It's an um, annals. So I won't, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I won't, I won't get into that. But one of the things that really, uh, here's the thing. I don't like amateurs. Um, and when I don't, when I, and when I say I don't like amateurs, <laughs> yeah, it means that I, I there are few, and, and you know, you were in a frat, so you were filled with that. You, you, you grew up and I, lived your college life. I paid like, for amateurism. Yeah. yeah. I didn't, I didn't like any, I don't like this. It's sort of like going to a Cubs game and there's a whole bunch of people that don't know how to handle their alcohol. Um, just shit faced on the street behaving like fucking assholes. Well, my discovery once I got grown up and said, I don't like Halloween is number one, everybody's I, I've either, either been married to or dated or even friends are like, like that peer pressure. Come on, man, dress up. It's Halloween. I'm like, fuck you. Yeah. I don't need your peer pressure. I don't want to dress up for fucking Halloween. Yeah. And then the second thing is adults. And I wrote this in one of my, I believe pretty recently, a Halloween for adults is like an entire, <laughs> it's like seven year olds that have access to liquor. I mean, it's just a bunch <laughs> of fucking idiots dressing up as shit so that they can go out and get shit. It's not candy. And let's be frank. What a shitty combination. Here's a, here's a bunch. Oh. Here's a, a mountain of Reese's cups yeah. and some fucking bourbon. Yeah. It's just not. And, and so you have the worst. It, it, it's sort of like 
the worst in humanity comes out for adult Halloween. I, yeah. I think that the worst of humanity comes out at Chicago's St. Patrick's Day. Well, I, all right, that's okay. that's that's actually like, if you want to talk a about fair amateurs. comparison, and that's and that's. Yeah. But I see Halloween. The thing is, the difference is Halloween is a cousin. It, yeah, 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 they're 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 very similar, but the difference is that you're surrounded. It's like like you and I, you know, in Chicago, walked into Mrs. Murphy's. We had to go downstairs to get a beer. And there's all of all of a sudden, like fifteen of these oh, slightly overweight. Like or whatever, yeah, 25 slightly overweight like secretaries and real estate agents oh all dressed. Well, that's, you know, all yeah. dressed as fucking uh, fishnet stocking witches. And it was just like, they were this also, is they were so all wearing, fucking they were obnoxious. The, the stripes, like different striped pantyhose. They were like uh, the, yeah. the nanny from uh, Muppet Babies. Yeah, whatever it was, yeah. it was obnoxious, and I just oh, wanted to go fine. to the fucking bar. No, I found it annoying. Oh. You were like, oh, I'll take a picture of you. And I was like, get the fuck out of my oh, way, yeah. you drunken bitches. They were, they were witches, Don. Jeez. Yeah, whatever. Um, there's there's, there's your 16% yeah. of misogyny, yes. <laughs> and I just want to say really quickly that just because you don't like Liz Fair when you're 14 doesn't make you misogynist just the same as if you don't think that Israel should use white phosphorus, you're an anti-Semite. Okay. I'm just, sometimes you just, <laughs> you just, you just gotta, you know, and I don't want to divert things from Halloween, but I'm going to, you wrote something and I, and, and I, I don't want to get into a deep, hard yeah. conversation, but, um, you've got a much more vested interest in the whole Israel thing. And you wrote, <laughs> My you wrote, interest. no, well, I mean, you're Jewish, so... I think it's um, as bad as any person who cares about human yeah, lives and but, peace. Well, that thing is, you wrote... Because I've been... I haven't really... deep. You know, I'm not going to get into a deep... I don't want to be an expert. I've just been reading a lot more... Not commentary about it, but like history. Because yeah. I, I, I genuinely don't know enough about that whole region and all that kind of stuff. But you wrote that uh, Israel is Homelander. If you if you've watched the if you've watched <laughs> the boys on Amazon Prime, um Homelander is is like the super powerful evil monster. And so I because the, the thing is I'm watching, you know, I'm watching things unfold. I'm not really like I said, I've just been kind of looking at and you really don't like Israel. You're really on the side of Palestine. And no. I need that explained. I, well, I just, ex, I just need it explained to me. I'm not, I'm, I need it explained to me in, in a way. And, I, and so I'm not here to like argue. I don't have like a, here's a solid opinion of how I feel about this. <coughs> I'm sorry. Fucking shit. <laughs> <coughs> this is how I go. This is how you go on an ape cast. Yeah. If I ever do die on the ape cast, you leave that shit in. Oh yeah, absolutely. Are you kidding me? That's going to be the lead off. And I want to hear, I want to hear, well, I won't be able to hear it, but I want. Oh yeah. We'll just leave it recording find, and, when they find me. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'll underscore it with the adagios for string in G minor so that it'll be just like, uh, no, it's. And then if you want to do like a final fuck you to me, you close the episode out with Hotel California, of course. Of no, I'm gonna start it with uh with uh American Pie. Jesus. God, that song and pissed then, me off. And uh, then end it with uh, Hotel California. All right, go ahead. So, so give me some insight because that's yeah, the thing. I, Homelander, Israel is Homelander seems like a very anti-Israel <laughs> stance, and I was curious about where that's coming from. No, it's. I mean, I, I don't. I don't hate Israel. I don't. I, I really. I. I just. And I've said this before. I think that Israel does a really good job of playing the victim while being the aggressor. Not every time, but a lot of the times in its history, it's really good at that. When I said that Israel or wrote that Israel is Homelander, what I meant was this idea of it's really good at playing the victim while being the aggressor. Homelander is really good at being like, oh, this should have happened. We sh we sh if we had been in the army, if we'd been in the armed services, we could have prevented this plane from going down. Meanwhile, he's the reason the plane crashed. <laughs> 
you know, and he is the hero that we want. He is the hero that we think we have. We want Israel to be perfect and good and be the victim and be attacked from all sides because that is the basis of the religion or not the basis of the religion, but so much of the, of the, the religious part of it, the faith is based on this idea that nobody wants the Jews and we have to somehow get to the promised land where we can live safely and peace, peacefully. Um, but yeah, when nobody's so, watching, uh, we're burning the eyes out of, out well, of our I, eyes. But, all right, there, I guess, like I said, I just because I hear that stance, and I do, and, and I, you know, it's like, all right, that's and that's maybe I'm being a little hyperbolic with well, these that, things. Well, because let's be honest, it's a fucking post-it notes. Like, well, how much of my post-it notes are? It's either like, yeah, I know, fifty percent are absolute truth, fifty the other fifty percent are complete fucking nonsense. Well, you know, it's jokes. it's, but like it's like I said, I read a piece, and like I said, I've tried to avoid as much commentary as possible. I'm just kind of reading history and stuff, but some of it is very historically based, and you know, I mean, maybe maybe they maybe they're playing the victim because for three thousand fucking years they have been. Am I wrong? Well, I mean. But they've also been the aggressor. Yeah, but they've only there been the aggressor. The Bible where it's like God told us to go and kill this other tribe because All right. they were okay. keeping kosher. Okay. You know, you like, know what? I, all right. See, and that was some. On. That was that was actually context I had not considered. So I appreciate that's again, really kind of what I was looking like, at. It was you, like I wanted to see. Hamas, I wanted to see Hamas attacked yeah. Israel. They did some fucked up shit a month ago. Like fuck Hamas, but you know. Israel has a right to defend itself, of course, but you can't use white phosphorus. That is a that is an international law. It says do not use, and this is just one example of a, of a war crime that Israel is doing. You cannot use white phosphorus. Boom. The other war crime is you can't fucking bomb citizens, innocent civilians, on purpose. Israel's been doing a little bit of that, and they're using white phosphorus on <laughs> civilian populations. Like yeah. they're committing war crimes and like, don't, I have do not that. seen it. Where, where are you getting? And I'm just going to ask because, uh, the whole hospital bombing thing was such a oh fucking, did they determine I mean, that like was, what that actually was. Yeah, dude, here's the, here, the, the facts on the ground about, yeah. about the hospital is number one, the hospital wasn't bombed. The parking lot was number two. Oh. It was, it was a Hamas rocket that misfired. And yeah. number three, less than 50 people actually died. Yeah. So, so, and you know, and so this one, the only reason I ask is I have not seen any credible or I mean, and again, maybe I'm just not finding it, but I've heard you say that. Israel's using white phosphorus, but I can't find anybody saying that that isn't Hamas. Uh, it was a story, I think, in the Washington Post. A couple, let me see. I, yeah, and, and, and again, I'm I mean, not. But, this, this is the thing, that, and I, I read this thing in the Atlantic, and I thought it was an interesting perspective. And it's definitely, you know, it's a skewed. I don't. I wouldn't necessarily say it was a Zionist perspective, but sort of how. Israel has been this whole concept of colonizers, you know, this whole, yeah. and, I, and I don't think people know what that means. I, I mean, I legitimately do not think people, when they say, oh, we're going to decolonize or the colonizer, I don't think they have a fucking clue what that means, like legitimately. And if you look at the region, and again, I could be completely wrong, so I'm really not making a big point. I'm just, this is kind of my understanding, is if you look at that region, from what I can see is that the Israelis, the Jews in that particular region are the Native Americans of Illinois. You know, I mean, they, they were the, they were the indigenous people. Wait, who was They were there the first. Israelis? The Jews. No. No? Am no. I wrong? Yeah. So who was there first? The, who was in that? The Palestinians. There were no Palestinians 3,000 years ago. That didn't exist 3,000 years ago. So who was there 3,000 years ago? Whose land was it 3,000 years ago? Because what I oh, understand... Okay, well, but, because what I understand was that, 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 that the pharaoh of Egypt... Again, I don't... I'm not... The pharaoh of Egypt chased the Jews out. Then the Russians came in <laughs> and destroyed them. And then, you know, I mean, everybody... What that, the fuck like, are you talking about? <laughs> the, <laughs> you don't... 
So okay, so explain to me, explain to me yeah. what 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 was Moses all about if it wasn't the exodus of the fucking Jews? I don't know. I I don't really have it. Like I right. said, I don't have any deep understanding sorry, I don't of this shit. I, I, that was no that laugh was at me because I no, just no, don't no. know. No, that's. I mean, I, I, let's just level set. I am certainly no expert. Just because I spent ten days in Israel in June, yeah, yeah, I, I, I am no expert because I went to Sunday school at a Jewish temple. I'm no expert. Um, but <laughs> what was Moses all about? Well, I mean, yeah. from what I, again, from my very limited understanding, my yeah. very limited is like, there's, is like, there's the Jews. Okay. And then Abraham fucks a slave girl and it causes this great rift in the religion. Um, and that's what creates sort of like a Jewish versus the Arab kind of thing that kind of starts to burble. And then, um, the Pharaoh comes in and says, you know, get the fuck out of here, slaves. And then the Jews wander for a thousand years looking for a place to land. And then every place they land, they get slaughtered, like consistently slaughtered by the Romans, by the Russians, by, you know, everybody wants yeah. to kill the fucking Jews. Cause no matter where they go, we're going to kill the fucking Jews. And so they've been wandering around and going, where the fuck can we go? And finally, finally, after Hitler kills six million of them and we win the war against Hitler, the UN comes in and says, you know what? Motherfucker, you guys have been wandering the goddamn desert for 3,000 years. What we're going to do is we're going to give you your original homeland. This is where you came from. We're going to give that land back to you. Is that wrong? Is that not sort of accurate? Yeah, it's not. It's not exactly accurate. Um, so, the pharaoh, the Egyptian pharaoh, uh, did not chase the Jews out. Moses, Who did? Moses. Nobody. The pharaoh wanted the Jews, but Moses came in and did the ten plagues, and was like, "Let my yeah, yeah. let my people go." That whole thing. Yeah, they were they were slaves. They were slaves, and they the pharaoh finally after the firstborn was killed. And this is why we have Passover. It's the story of Passover. It's the Ten Commandments movie with Chuck Heston. Um, the Jews fled Egypt in search of Israel because the whole point of the Jewish religion is like, we need to go to Israel. That is our promised land. We need to get there. God led us out of the land of Egypt toward the, the land of milk and honey, blah, blah, blah. Um, the, the land that is now Israel used to be called Palestine. And in 1947, or 48, 48, 48, um, the UN and England, because England was, Britain was, you know, they ran the world. They said, take this land, we're going to give it to the Jews. Because yeah, after Hitler, Jews need a place that is, they can call their own, they deserve their own country here. But that land belonged to people. And yeah, it, 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 well, yeah, no, I, I, and, I get, I get that it and there was a part of it that was like, okay, take this, we'll get that, but like, yeah, the Palestinians weren't given what was promised to them, and then, uh, yeah, and yeah. then there were parts that were deals were made, and the Palestinians were like, no, we're not taking that deal. So like, okay, that's that's on you for not agreeing, but like, they were kind of pushed out, and that's not cool. Well, see, here's my, here's, and this, and tell me if this is, cause I, you know, you know how I like to make analogies and try to kind of find a metaphor that, and, and, and I was thinking about this. I was like, all right, so let's just say everybody goes to see Killers of the Flower Moon and feels really bad about how shitty we treated the Native American Indians in yeah. this country. Okay. Everybody just feels so bad that the UN comes in. They say, we saw the Scorsese pick. <laughs> And we have decided, the UN says, you have fucked over the Native Americans so bad in this country. What we're going to do is we are going to carve out west of Dallas, Texas, to Arkansas, that portion of Texas. We're just going to give it to the to the Native Americans. It's going to be their land. It's theirs to have. We've taken so much land from We're going to do that. Now, that means all the people that live in that side of Texas have to fucking move. Yeah. Not going to be a big popular thing because Texans aren't going to like that. And probably, you know, but the UN said, so we've all decided kind of collectively, except for Texas, except for the Texans, the Texans are the only ones that say, 
fuck you. You're taking my house. That's yeah. my land. Well, no, it's technically not your land any more than, you know. So let's give it to the Native Americans. Now, we give it to the Native Americans, and they set up shop. And from the minute they set up shop, I mean, literally, from the day they get there, on all angles, Arkansas natives, Missouri natives, some from Oklahoma and the Panhandle, and almost all of Texas are just fucking constantly trying to blow them up and kill them. And not only that, over in Arizona, over in Arizona, they have an entire like moral code that the only way that this can ever be achieved is if you just slaughter every single Native American. Yeah. And then at a certain point, after 50, 70 years, you know, after, after a certain point of constantly being with tech, because Texas people are scary. The Texans are coming over and they are fucking trying to kill the Indians and they, they want to do the whole Alamo thing again. At, at a certain point, the, the Native Americans say, we've got to defend ourselves. We can't constantly be bombarded. So how about we build up a fucking military that rivals all of America, yeah. and that way they can't fuck with us. So now we look at those Native Americans who have this amazing arsenal at their disposal, and we say, well, you're fucking bad because you're defending yourself. I don't understand the whole fucking thing with Israel because that's what it looks like to me from my retarded seven-year-old kid with liquor on Halloween perspective. I, I think that's a, a really good... <laughs> fair accurate analogy the problem yes how is it how is it homelander that's all it, it really i just was like i don't understand that at all so i did and i don't want to yeah we don't have to get too heavy i'm just like this homelander is really something is i'm so sure that he is right and as he said to his kid in the first episode of the second season you we can do whatever we want I don't think that Israel thinks that it could be held accountable for its, when it's committing war crimes, like you can defend yourself, bomb the bad guys, kill the bad guys, absolutely. But when you're committing war crimes, you can't, that's, that's what you can't do. You, you, you know, it's, there are rules. There are rules of engagement that exist. There are international laws to help protect civilians during war. Oh, yeah. And when you're blatantly breaking those rules, you are no better than what the the bad guys, the Nazis, the Pol Pots, the who, you know, Saddam Hussein, name it. You're no worse than than Bush or Obama when, when we've bombed citizens and broken international law. But, you know, America like Israel and Homelander never held accountable, never taken a task for what it has done. I am... I believe that Israel should exist. I believe that Palestine should exist. There should be a two-state that is fair and equal. And nobody should be committing blatantly, purposefully committing war crimes. That's... I, 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 I completely... So that's why it's like Homelander. Because um, it is so sure that it is correct, even when it's doing the wrong thing. Um... So Halloween, <laughs> is that what we were talking about? Okay, we were talking about Halloween. Yeah, I, 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 I guess. Yeah, I guess. I, I just like I said, I'm not, I'm not deep down into it, but uh, I think that maybe the this whole solution to uh, the entire region is instead of like sending them aid, instead of uh, trying to have them sit down together. To, I just think we we literally take 400 tons of take five candy mm. bars and just stick them right there at the at the right there and basically tell them you don't get the candy unless you can play well together. I think that's the answer. Sack of the news. In ghosts won't be there for you. Friends star Matthew Perry dead at fifty-four. It drowned in a pool, didn't he? 
found in his hot tub at home. Hot tub, yeah, yeah. It always makes me, the, the thing about it is, yeah, that, you know, it's like, okay, um, I think Matthew Perry is very successful. I think he did, did a great job. I think he had a very hard time. I think he wrote a book that was shitty about Keanu Reeves. And, uh, <laughs> wait, was that, is that in his memoir? Like Keanu Reeves? Yeah. Dick? Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, where he just, he just said, I don't, I don't remember. I didn't read the book, so I can't really speak to it. I just know that Jesus. was sort of the scuttlebutt. Well, it was a scuttlebutt as he'd said something negative about Keanu Reeves and everybody wanted to ask him about it. But, uh, no, other than that, I, you know, I'm sad to see anybody die. Anybody younger than me dying always feels a little weird, you know? And yeah. he, he's 54, or he was 54, which is almost, you know, I'm 57. So it's like, yeah, I, that's the, he's right there with me. And that always makes me feel a little bad. Um, on the other hand, right? He died in a hot tub. I know. That's all I'm saying. That's not, if you're going to die, it's better than white phosphorus. It's a hot tub. In the Supreme Court is really the duct tape of our democracy. <laughs> Trump too small t-shirt slogan turns into U.S. Supreme Court battle. What? Okay. Okay. Trump too small, a phrase mocking former President Donald Trump that a California lawyer intended to slap on T-shirts, instead has become the center of another U.S. Supreme Court battle, exploring the intersection of trademark law and free speech rights. It makes me just want to buy a T-shirt. And I don't wear T-shirts with any logos or slogans on them. I'd stop doing that when I was like in fucking high school because I realized, yeah, you know what? My, my cool band T-shirts don't really... Uh, I'd, so I don't put logos on anything, but I'd probably buy a Trump too small T-shirt just because. I mean, I don't even know what Trump too small means, but it's demeaning in some way to Trump, and that's funny. I just love that there is there seems to not be a single, I don't know, hallway in any court in America that Trump isn't like. Can I get in that one? Like this guy, just yeah, everything. Well, Everything see, I he touches is some kind of legal battle. This is the thing. I think we've, I think we've kind of, because I've said this for decades that we're just too litigious in this country. Anyway, yeah. I think one of the difficulties is that, like the IRS, um, and I would say, you know, many, many, many aspects that are just riddled with bureaucracy, is it seems like there's no judges with any motherfucking common sense because any any common sense judge would take a look at this and go. Oh, give me a fucking break. Get out of here. You know, I mean, there's no judges do that. It's like, oh, well, we got to take this bullshit seriously. I think Trump should take it to fucking Judge Judy so she can dress him down and give the fucking dog to the neighbor. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. In <laughs> fucking cops, in bad cops, surprise us again. Jesus. Another, I, sorry, a mother reported her son missing in March. Police kept the truth from her for months. What was the truth? Betterston Wade's search for her adult son ended when she discovered that an officer had run him over. And without <laughs> telling her, authorities buried him in a pauper's field. This is fucked up. <laughs> That's the stupidest bunch of shit I ever heard. Dude. Oh my god! Well, you know, this is the thing. I always say that's what I always, what I always say is most people. I mean, it's sort of like it, this is the thing. It's like if you watch CSI, you know, yeah. or SWAT, you know, you know, or anything that's you know, like the cop porn. You think you think that the that the police departments in this country are pretty fucking advanced. Like they're yeah. filled with incredibly smart people who are very very well trained, who have all this amazing equipment at their disposal. When the reality is, most municipal police departments are like Uvalde. They're just a bunch of fat morons who have been who are getting paid and, and they're they're sort of like it's sort of like the toll booth guy you you, you, have you ever Dude, drive government on, workers yeah yeah it's like you ever drive you, you ever drive the toll booth and it's like okay there's that guy that's sitting in the toll booth yeah well if if you're in a toll booth that isn't used a lot really what do you do with your time you know everybody's like oh cops are so fat well they don't have unless there's a call <laughs> 
They don't have anything to do but sit and fucking eat and talk, which is what most of us do anyway. But And I'm not saying that cops are bad, but what I'm saying is if you're a bad, dumb cop, mm-hmm. then you're... It, you know, it's it, it's like you're a mentally retarded spy. I mean, you just can't do anything correctly, and you just keep wandering in with your thumb up your ass. Jesus. He he ran over a guy, me- and, in, and instead of telling anyone, they fucking bury him in secret. This is like... It's let like just, a, it, let me just read this. Like the, uh, that's crazy. Let me just read the beginning of this story. This is um this is from NBC News in Jackson, Mississippi. Seven months of searching for her lost son brought Betterston Wade to a dirt road leading into the woods, past an empty horse stable and a scrapyard. The last time she'd seen her middle child, Dexter Wade, thirty-seven, was on the night of March fifth as he left home with a friend. She reported him missing, and Jackson police told her they'd been they'd been unable to find him. It wasn't until 172 excruciating days after her disappearance that Betterston learned the truth. Dexter had been killed less than an hour after he left home, struck by a Jackson police car as he crossed a nearby interstate highway. First of all, don't cross highways, dumbass. But still, police had known Dexter's name and hers, but failed to contact her, instead letting his body go unclaimed for months in the county morgue. Can I ask one one question that's probably not relevant at all, but I have to ask? Please. Was Dexter at least white? What do you think, Don? I think Dexter was... I'm hoping... I'm, I'm going to hope that Dexter was white. No, sir. It's a black kid. Dexter was black. Man, God damn it. Don't man. they learn? Don't no. learn from fucking history, man. Nope. Jesus Christ. Fucking uh, horrible. You know what's uh, fucked up, too, is... The reason that this like this story stood out to me is one, it gets completely fucked up. It's just completely, yeah, it, completely it's fucked like, up. It's like it's god damn it, man. But I was this was a couple weeks ago or maybe a couple months ago. It was still warm out, so probably like September, maybe August, I don't know. I was out um running with Jacob in the stroller. <clears throat> and we're just we're like in a neighborhood, just running around like we were in Belmont Cragen area. And I was crossing the street and a cop car came fucking burning down, like just a side, like a side street. It wasn't, I wasn't on like Belmont or like, you know, a major, total neighborhood side street burning down the road. No sirens, no lights, blew through a stop sign, nearly like, it didn't like nearly hit me, but like I was in the crosswalk and like 100% pulled back and stopped because this fucking cop car I had a stroller, and this fucking cop. Just you could have not- been, you could have been Quaid's uh, girlfriend when A Train uh, runs through her and blows her into oh my bits. God. Yeah, yeah. 100%. So maybe, it, so maybe it's not Israel as Homelander. Perhaps the Chicago Police are, are the seven. They're the seven. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and he, this is not one of my Rorschachs, but like. <laughs> Did you hear like that there are they have found Chicago police that are involved with the Oath Keepers? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. And Fucking you know, shit. of course the um the union rep, whatever his name is, Kat and Zara, is like, this is a witch hunt. It's bullshit. Fuck it. No, they're like, fucking like, oath keepers. Get rid of them. Fuck Fire them was... instantly. Yes. If all uh-huh. of a sudden you my, my reaction to that, and this wasn't a Rorschach, but my reaction to that was like, if all of a sudden you found out like even even five guys in all of your Chicago police department were actual card carrying members of the KKK, there would be no, you would fire them in an instant. Yeah. You know, they would be hard and feathered and run out on a rail. Oath keepers are the same thing. Jesus Christ. I know. Yeah. It's, it's I, fucking bizarre, but it's also not bizarre because it's, cops. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in the right might be wrong. Trump ally Mike Johnson elected House Speaker, shifting GOP further right. Yeah, no, this guy, Mike Johnson, A, who the fuck is this guy? Well, I can tell exactly who this fucking guy is. He is a raging homophobe. Yeah. He is yeah. a, like like hardcore evangelical Christian. He Basically, he's the Justice Amy Comey Barrett of, <laughs> of, of Speakers of the House. Yeah, all right. And uh, this fucking this goddamn country. Um, speaking of this goddamn country, in America's a bunch of fucking pussies. 
Flag football will be an Olympic sport at the 2028 Summer Olympics in Los Angeles. I, I don't even, I've, you know, Jesus Christ. It's like, it's like, yeah, soon pickleball will be, and then the, and then the pickleball with the great big giant paddles and the giant inflatable pickleball balls that are giant. That'll be an Olympic sport. Uh, you know, I don't give a shit about sports, so I don't care. Hey man, if curling is a sport. I, right. So exactly. So yeah. Well, you know, I don't care. I don't care. Jesus. In, oh, oh, we can't recycle plastic bags, but we can recycle murderers? Main shooter's body was found near a scene that had been searched by police. Apparently. <laughs> so the, the main shooter, you know, the... the yeah, yeah, shooter, yeah, 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 yeah. They found the body of, uh, of this guy, 40-year-old Robert Card, was found inside a trailer close to a recycling center... Friday evening. Oh, okay. That's why the That's recycling. Why. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it's just like, yeah. He, well, the thing I thought was most interesting about that guy is he bought the gun completely legally. Yep. And then two weeks later, um, he was committed for uh, hearing voices mm -hmm. and they, and, and they committed him, but they didn't bother to take his fucking guns away. <laughs> it's like, again, I'm sorry. There needs to be judges that say, what the fuck is going on? There need to be policemen saying, maybe this is not going to go well if I don't do my job better. Yeah. I mean, come on, man. Take it's the fuck. He's hearing voices. He just bought guns. You're putting him in a place for people that hear fucking voices. You take the guns it may not like not like just take them. Maybe be say, "Hey, dude, crazy motherfucker, we're just gonna keep your guns in this locker until you're no longer a crazy motherfucker." Anything, yeah. You don't let I him bet, keep I the bet fucking they took guns. His shoelaces away from him, so he couldn't exactly. Hang himself, you know, but, yeah, yeah, we can't even you know fuck off. The problem That's crazy. this country, you know, there's the the whole thing. Like the problem in this country is the guns. The guns are the problem, and yeah, sure, but. It's how we handle this shit. Like this. The yeah, the is problem so is not. Fucking yeah, fucking the problem is not the guns. The problem is stupid. It's stupid people. Yeah. That's what it is. Common sense is not that hard to, to come by. No. I don't think. Oh Jesus. And now an extraneous quote of the week to ponder as you consider life. Resting um, I said something to you, we were talking and I, and I, and so I had this, it's not technically a quote because it's like a, a horoscope header. So I found a quote that, that, but the quote that you liked is your idea of yourself is wildly different to how others see you. So I found a quote that I liked that said, that said the same thing, but I think it's funnier. Um, it's a Chuck Pol It's a Chuck Palahniuk quote. Love my Chuck. Yep. The difference between how you look and how you see yourself is enough to kill most people, and maybe the reason vampires don't die is because they can never see themselves in photographs or mirrors. Mm, I like that. That's, yeah. That's the quote. That's the quote of the week. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a real good one. Um, yeah, it's just. This goes to the idea of, you know, your truth, you know, like I see myself as one thing. And sometimes, oftentimes when I look in the mirror, because I'm not a vampire, I see myself or I'll see myself in pictures and be like, well, that's not what I thought I looked like, but this is how, this is what I, this is the reality. This is how people see me. And that's what I have to play with. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think the thing I think is most interesting, and I and I the reason this was I I thought was sort of uh, relevant, I guess, was that going to Chicago, mm -hmm. I got to I got to see a lot of people. I mean, a lot of people that yeah. I haven't haven't seen in a while, like in five years, just like haven't seen them. And it's very interesting their perception of who I am. Um. 
versus who I think I am and who I see myself to be, you know? And it was very funny. I was talking to Bob and Bob was telling me about, uh, this is back in the day, back in the WNP theater days. Mm -hmm. Uh, apparently Bob was going back and forth with, uh, an actor at the time, Breeze Van and, and Breeze was, uh, Breeze was like, oh. And finally, he Breeze decided he was going to try to poke Bob and pressure him. But he goes, you know, what are you afraid of? Why don't you want to do that artistically? What are you afraid of? You're just scared. And Bob's reaction to him was, Breeze, I'm one of the five. I'm one of the five people in the world who can ho- who can horse whisper Don Hall. I'm one of the five people in the world who can horse whisper Don Hall. <laughs> Nothing you can say will make me afraid. <laughs> yeah. and, and I thought, that's a funny, because that was a perception. I don't see myself as somebody that needs to be horse whispered, but apparently others do. And I, and, you know, it's just, I think, I think not just what I look like, but because I agree with you, I see pictures of myself and I go, what the fuck? Yeah. That looks nothing like me, but it does totally look like me. And then I hear people describe me, you know, in, in terms of, you know, it's like John, John, uh, Neyruder at the Haymarket says, Oh man, Chicago needs you. Yeah. And if you, if you come, it's all over. Cause it'll, you know, it's like just yeah. sort of like those perspectives are like, that's how this person sees me. How does that coincide with how I see myself? And do I try to lean into what their perception is? Do yeah. I try to disavow them of that? I think it's an interesting question. It's, and that's the thing is like your truth doesn't fucking matter. It's the collective truth of what you see yourself as, because there's truth there, and how other people see you. There's truth. You got to play in both worlds. So it's the triangle of the truth. The absolution yep. of things is bizarre. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, 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 Tar- Charlie Newman said something I thought was very interesting is that most people, when it comes to culture and morality, like to live on Occam's razor. <laughs> but that's not really a very good way to live. And so it's like, I thought, yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting. There are six things you should do this week. My first thing this week is a read. It's in the Atlantic. Uh, this is a fun little read because I, I think it speaks to all of us. Uh, self-checkout is a failed experiment is the headline. Yep. And it's it's about how fucking stupid self-checkout is. Dude, yeah. I completely agree. No, I read that article and I was like, yeah, that's all of those kind of aligned with my experiences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's a good read. My first is a listen. Um, I'm a big fan of the Chicago WBEZ podcast film spotting. Mm-hmm. And uh, they came out with uh, basically Matt Singer um, is a writer. He's a film critic. He just came out with a book called Opposable Thumbs. And it's a history of Gene Siskel and Roger Ebert. And I want that book. But they did uh, an episode where it was top five movies Siskel and Ebert got wrong. And it is one of the most, I I listened to it twice because it was so much fun. Um, The episode's top five movies, Siskel and Ebert Got Wrong with Matt Singer. It's on the Film Spotting Podcast. If you are a film person, you like movies, or you remember Roger Ebert and Gene Siskel and have some fondness in your heart for it, I highly recommend this podcast. It was a blast to listen to. My next thing is a watch. Uh, watch The Boys on Amazon Prime. I'm just finally getting to it. I'm done with season one. I'm into season two now. Fucking uh, show's fucked up. It is. It is. It's it is the. Up. It's the best goddamn show I've ever seen in my life. I, I love it so much. And bonus surprise for me that um oh what is her name Billy Elizabeth Shue. Well Elizabeth Shue. Yes. Oh oh yeah yeah. Um, but Chantel yeah. Blur. Yeah, I know. Van Sus. Van Himmel, uh, hang on. Um, the boys, Chantel. Oh, she was in. Um, I mean, she's been in a lot of things. She was in Shooter. Yeah, yeah. Chantel Van Satin, Santon. Um, uh, what's the other thing she was in? For all mankind. That's where I first like discovered her. Oh, she she does it. For she's me. awesome. She's oh. all right. She works for it. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, as a complimentary, uh, my second thing is watch Gen V, which mm-hmm. is. The 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 sort of it's sort of like the uh, the high school version of it's basically about the same world Vought, 
which is the boys and and the and the the compound V is how they become superheroes. Well, these are all the kids going to this university and there's a great thing and it's all superheroes and it's really gross and maybe the best thing I ever saw is the main protagonist is this black girl who has the power to manipulate blood. Like she can cut her, cut her, like she cuts her hands and she can use the blood as like lassos and shit, Mm. but she, but she can also manipulate the blood inside you. And at one point there's a, a, a college superhero kid who can manipulate, basically he uses his mind powers to roofie women and rape them. And she wakes up in the middle of him getting ready to rape her. And she engorges his dick with his own blood and blows his dick up. It's so fucking gross. It is awesome in every way. Gen V, it's on Amazon. My next thing, and uh, I guess this is my last thing this week. It's a watch. It's an old movie from 98, maybe? Fool's Rush In, starring Salma Hayek and the late Matthew Perry. There you go. That's a good movie. It's a cute, it is a cute, it's cute. stupid it's a cute movie. Yeah. But it's funny, and it's Matthew Perry at his... I mean, I think his like his peak, Matthew Perry. Yeah, and it's Salma Hayek. So done it, done. Yeah, and my my third thing is uh, go see Killers of the Flower Moon. Yeah, it is it it is it is genuinely. My mom and I watch it's like three and a half hours long. Whip by in no time. It takes its time. It is, and my mom just looked at me and she goes. Well, that was a masterpiece, and I absolutely agree. It's it's it is. It's one of the most compelling, well-made. It really, in my mind, cements the fact that, yeah, Scorsese is the single greatest director of that's alive right now. I mean, he's just, it's so good. It's so mature and thoughtful. And it's the best thing I've ever seen DiCaprio in. He's, it's the best thing he's ever done. It is a real case. It's based in truth. Mm-hmm. It's this horrifying uh, thing that happened where literally and in type it's, I don't want to get, I, actually, I'm not going to yeah, get yeah, anything about yeah. it. It's I'm not going to split. I think it's playing on Apple, Apple TV. It, it just dropped on to yeah. Apple TV, but I'm going to say you really need see to it. see it. In a, it need to see it in a theater because mm-hmm. it's, it's fucking worth the time. It is genuinely one of the best things I've ever seen. So wow. killers of the flower moon, yeah. you got to see it. Yeah. All right. And that's the show, my friend. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Don't eat too many take fives because we got to send them to Israel. You can listen to the Literate Ape Cast on literateape.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere you go to get that delicious podcast experience. If you enjoy the dulcet sounds of two white guys babbling about whatever comes into their stunted brains, leave us a review anywhere that, you know, reviews are left. And share it with someone whom which you have a dubious relationship. For information about Literate Ape, go to literateape.com, of course, and check out the rest of our podcasts and our years of scribbling. Music on the Apecast is courtesy of Mike Vinopal and Local Motive. You can find them all over Chicago and online at locomotiveband.com. Yeah.